the Jericho Network on Westwood One. Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is Jericho. Talk is Jericho, mama. Talk is me. Welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pot of thunder and rock and roll. The remedy for boredom has arrived, and guess what? It's Friday. And back for an encore solo appearance after making a memorable debut on the Jericho 25th anniversary podcast. My longtime friend, fellow Canadian, best man at my wedding, Lenny St. Clair, Dr. Luther, is going to be here all the way from uh, from Calgary. He's talking about his Dr. Luther gimmick that he used in Japan, became a huge star there. Some of the other characters that he had before that and telling tons of stories from his time working for FMW in Japan, the hardcore style, uh, which uh, became very popular in ECW, et cetera, et cetera. That was a ripoff of F- FMW. They were doing it first. What it was like doing barbed wire matches, working with thumbtacks, and uh, the crazy gimmick that he had, Dr. Luther, which was a uh, derivative of Dr. Hannah. Lecter came out in a straight jacket, et cetera, et cetera. He trained at the legendary Hart Wrestling School in Calgary. He was a big fan of Stampede Wrestling. Worked there for a while. We'll talk about that. Lenny's got a great story about picking up chicks with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, Doc Brown. Uh, 88.8 from Back to the Future. Uh, Dr. Luther, Lenny St. Clair is standing by, and this is a great interview between two best buddies. But first, I got to say thanks to all of you for supporting the great sponsors of this podcast. It's why I'm able to do two episodes for you for free for every week, all right? And supporting DDP Yoga and the DDP Yoga Now app is a great move for your own health and fitness. You know how much I love DDP Yoga and what it's done for me, how it's changed my life and uh, extended my wrestling career, extended my uh, my rock and roll career. It has extended my quality of life. And if you still haven't given Diamond Dallas Page's fitness program a try, order it now at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. And if you do this, you receive three free months of the DDP Yoga Now app, okay? I use this app constantly. It's how I do my DDP Yoga workouts now and get rid of the DVD player and the DVDs and throw it all away. And I'm in the best shape of my life, having some of the best matches of my career, even now at 45 years old. Specifically, give the credit to Diamond Dallas Page and DDP Yoga. Uh, I use this app on my phone, on my device, do DDP Yoga wherever I am, in the hotel, backstage at WWE events, at home. It's so easy. It's so easy. You're going to love the DDP Yoga Now app as much as I do. You just got to give it a try, okay? It's got all the workouts on it. You can also do live workouts from the DDP Yoga Performance Center. Tons of nutrition tips, inspiration stories, uh, videos, inspirational videos, etc. You can even access cooking shows so you can see how to prepare healthier meals for yourself. All right, so the DDP Yoga Now app is available at iTunes and the Google Play Store. And when you go download it, you'll see all the amazing reviews it's getting. It is the real deal. Take advantage of the special offer GDP has given you guys, the Sexy Beast listeners of Talk is Jericho. Order at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho and get three free months of the DDP Yoga Now app. Get started today at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get in the best shape of your life and do it today. All right, before we get started, I just want to give a couple quick shout-outs. Uh, Kevin Owens and Tyler Breeze are doing a fundraiser for the uh, victims of the Fort McMurray fires. They got a GoFund uh, account set up, and it is going crazy. They've raised about $45,000 in less than a week. They're going to air this. uh, They're going to run this up until Extreme Rules, which is next Sunday. Uh, If you haven't seen this fire, it's taken up thousands of acres, 80,000 people without homes. So if you want to help and, and, and donate up in Fort McMurray, Alberta, Please do uh, go to Kevin Owens' Twitter at Fight Owens Fight or Tyler Breeze's Twitter, which is at mm, Gorgeous with three M's, M M M Gorgeous, and you will find the link that you can go to to um, 
donate anything that you can, five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it may be. Help out with uh, this horrible, horrible fire. It hasn't even stopped yet. It's still raging on right now. So let's help out the uh, fine people of Fort McMurray and uh, get them back up on their feet and running. And also, don't forget to subscribe to CC and Shy's vlogs and videos. That's my uh, beautiful twin daughters. They have their own YouTube uh, channel, and they post videos of them doing very creative, cool stuff. I'm trying to encourage them. They, they, you guys went nuts uh, when they, we started this. They had 39 subscribers. Now they have 970. They want to get 1,000 subscribers. That's their uh, their goal. Please help them out. Subscribe when you can. Uh, it's CC, that's S-I-S-I-C-C, and that's the ambersand sign, CC and Shy, C-H-E-Y, uh, apostrophe S, CC and Shy's vlogs and videos. Go check that out. All right. Got Dr. Luther coming up right here on Talk is Jericho. Okay, back by popular demand. It's uh, one of my oldest friends in the business, Lenny St. Clair, after the highly successful 25th anniversary podcast. <laughs> Good evening, fine sir. <laughs> Which was so funny, like going back and remembering some of those old stories with uh, Don Callis and Lance, especially when Lance <laughs> <laughs> Lance laughed. I know that's a hard, that's a that's a rare thing. First time ever, yeah, <laughs> for literally existence ever. But I mean, it was it, it, it was great to kind of talk about those old memories and, and kind of all starting out. But I wanted to talk to you specifically because we were kind of touching on so many different things, but you're, you have so much stuff and you and I even together basically from, you know, like I said, when I, when I first heard about you at the uh, Petrocan, the Petrocan, when, when you were the bad boy, a bad boy of, of Okotoks, blacklisted, blacklisted. Right. But, but I mean, just to kind of jump right into you, you actually, Worked for Stampede Wrestling first and foremost because Stampede Wrestling closed in '89. Yep, and that's when I came out to Calgary was in '90, so I missed it by about six months. But you actually, the beginning of your career was basically Stampede, right? Yep, started I think '87. I had a couple of matches, and then '88 got on there. How did you get into Stampede Wrestling? Um, well, that would be from Keith and Ed the Cody Hill Savage, I Ed guess. Langley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I got in. We did a couple. Um, so he called me one time. He was like, the first thing I ever did with them actually was a, um, we did a parade. So he's like, hey, so we have a parade and I need a couple extra guys in it. So you have to come and pretend you're like, be part of the Stampede show. So I get there. A couple guys, there's nobody. There's me and some other dude I've never seen before, and that was it. So we're in this parade waving at people, and there's big banner stampede wrestlers, and it's like a bunch of 17- or 18-year-old kids sitting on this float. <laughs> welcome to the big oh, leagues. yeah, welcome to the big leagues. And then I got on that show, which was my – that was my very first match, actually. Was was stampede wrestling? Yeah. So Kim was there Shaw. any like, quality control at all, or just like Ed Langley, New Keith, and just like put them on the show? No, that was it. Yeah, and was it still on TV at the time? Yep, that was on TV, and it was on TSN too. Oh, okay. Across Canada, as well as the local Calgary local thing, and except for my the first one I was in was in Bragg Creek, so it's just a little show. I don't even think we had a canvas on the mat because for some reason, Davy Boyce, if I can remember, because they had two crews back then. They had their main crew, you know, all the good guys, and they had a B crew, which was like Goldie Rogers, Gillis the Fosses, Kim Shaw. <laughs> 
Well, you know you're you know you're in, you know you're in for it when Gillis Tafas is your headliner of the night. <laughs> <laughs> That's the B crew. And the best thing is, was it Gillis or was it Gilles? Well, either one. Well, I don't even know which was it. Gillis. I don't even know. So that was kind so, of the B crew. And uh, I really liked Goldie Rogers. Nice to me, but uh, rumor has it he was hitchhiking home after the show as well. So he didn't even drive there. It was like, all right. I remember when I was first watching Stampy Wrestling about '86 or so, and I was like. If I can just be like Goldie Rogers, he's probably making like 150 G's a year. <laughs> at least. At least. <laughs> Dude, at least those glasses aren't cheap. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, Goldie Rogers, if you haven't seen him, uh, was the typical 80s kind of job guy wrestler. Skinny legs, barrel chest, five platinum foot, hair, platinum hair, and a black beard. Oh, yeah. And probably what five seven five eight. Oh, you're being generous. <laughs> <laughs> so you came in there in Stampede and, and worked for a little bit. Now, um, how was it for for you to be a young guy? Because you grew up in in, in Alberta, outside of, in, of Calgary and Okotoks. Yep. Where Stampede was an institution. Went to it every Friday. It was really? As I could, I go watch. So Archie Goldie, Stomper, just passed, yeah, God bless just passed him, away. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things I remember watching as a kid was Bret Hart and Archie Goldie. Uh, they had their, their little thing they had going on, and I think they had a cage match too, which was awesome. But um, that whole run was really good. Mm-hmm. I still remember that. Um, he was good with everything. He was just—they say he was like one of the greatest heels of all great. time. He was awesome. Like yeah. I believed it. Right. Like I believed everything he did. So was it guys like that that kind of decided, made you decide to try and get into wrestling? Or how did you – did you see a poster on the wall that said wrestling school? Or? Um, no. Like, um, obviously, like you said, it's an institution there. And growing up in Canada, you, do, you either play hockey or you wrestle, yeah. you're a wrestler yeah. or a comedian, try, I guess. Try Those are the three things we're known for, right? Maybe an independent indie rock band. Maybe that too. <laughs> What's the band out of Winnipeg that I used to be on new musical? Oh, the, the Watchmen? No. Way before that. Crash Test Dummies? The Chocolate Bunnies. The Chocolate Bunnies from hell. <laughs> I remember that. I thought, they're cool. Not to be confused with Joe Puke and the Chunky Bits, who was the other local band <laughs> there in town. There you go. <laughs> well, I remember them because they were on national TV and like new music. Must be making 150 k a year. They must be making 150000 150000 each. Each, right, each. So, yeah. so so anyway, so I was about fifteen, and I remember I like I kept thinking like I really want to I can do this. It was at to the point where it's like, do I play hockey or do I you know whichever? Mm-hmm. So I got a hold of the Hart Brothers camp, the same as you did. Address um, on the screen after Stampede Wrestling, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I wrote it down. Um, I called and I actually talked to Keith. He actually answered the phone. So I talked to Keith. He asked me how old I was at the time. I was only fifteen. And he said he talked me out of it, and I had money and everything. And he talked. He said I was too young, I was too little. He said call back when I'm, when I'm older. <laughs> so that kind of really bummed me out because I really wanted to do that. So I didn't even think about it after that. I still went to watch wrestling all the time because I loved it. But then the camp moved to Okotoks, which is where you basically lived. That's where I lived, yeah. and I knew Leighton Yonks. And you remember Leighton Yance? <laughs> Leighton Yance. Ah, uh, yes, Leighton yes. Yance. So I think he worked at 
the turbo, uh-huh. which happened to be in front of the training facility. Now let's describe this. Okay, everyone <laughs> talks about okay, okay, and, and Okotoks is huge now. But at the time, it was like five hundred people. It was like a storybook Norman Rockwell, a little town. tiny town. Okay, so and everyone talks about like the Stuart's Dungeon, Stuart's Dungeon. Let's talk about what the real training center was in Okotoks. <laughs> Okay, it was there's I don't know if people know I don't even know like, turbos around. It's like anymore. a petrol can, a gas a station. There's a gas station. And in behind it was this other little building and it was a little bit bigger than a shed. Yeah. It was like I don't know what like a did. shed where you put your lawnmower in. Like that sort <laughs> <Exactly>. of shed. Exactly. <laughs> so it was like this run down crappy little building behind the turbo, but lots of parking. <laughs> Great parking. <laughs> Great parking. And a- good access to gas if you need Good some. access to gas, right. yeah. And so if you go in there, it's this little shed. It's got a weight bench. I'm trying to remember now. It had a weight bench, like a punching bag. and There was a ring in there. There was a ring and then a desk and then a water jug. That's it. That's all. It was barely big enough to fit this ring, but the ring fit in there. And um, that was the Hart Brothers Pro Wrestling Training School. And so when you went there, how many guys were in your class? It was 15. Wow. Okay, so actually, I'm gonna before I went before I went there. So Leighton Yance was going down there, and he used to talk to me all the time about how he is trained to be a wrestler, and I was very intrigued by this because I wanted to do that before. And so he told me like, "Come on down, come on down." So I went down there, and they're like, "Hey, Ed's like, hey, get in the ring." Ed, you know, wants to stretch me, <laughs> quote unquote, roofing me and do whatever. So. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, <laughs> then um, so we get there and we're just like basically just I don't know what like pretending play like it's almost like flag football or something you know what I mean it's like we weren't you play wrestling we're play wrestling yeah hit the body slam me it wasn't even that oh. it was literally like running in the ropes like real goofy you know when you don't know how to do it and you try to do it and you're just like so yeah. it was, all that was going on and everyone was like having fun but I wasn't having fun because I thought this is stupid. Like you were there for real. Like I wanted yeah. to really do it. And so I was like, is this? And I kept saying, like, is this it? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, this is what you come and do all the time? And they're like, yeah. And I was like playing grab ass the whole time. I was like, wasn't for me. So I didn't go back again. But then Ed used to kept coming to where I worked because I worked at the bar, the Willie, mm-hmm. or the tray. The tray was the... Um, the, the Willington was the hotel where the Lance hotel. and I stayed. And that was during, the bar. Yeah, the bar, yeah. And the tray was the restaurant. So I would work there on the weekends. Plus, I worked at a video store. So he used to come around my work all the time and be like, you should come back and, and train for real and all this. Because I don't know why. Maybe because yeah. I was bigger at the time and kind of... A good-looking guy, big guy. And, if, you're, if you're in Okotoks, there's probably not a lot of prospects. No. Right? So anyways, I went down there. And then I was like, there's 15 guys... So I ended up joining. Um, I was about the middle for size-wise. There was some big dudes like ex-Army guys, and there was all kinds of different guys. But at the end, there was only me and Ramblin' Roy left. Ramblin' Roy Armstrong. Remember I ta- oh, talked about Roy. him? Yeah, yeah. The only reason he was left is he was hurt for the last <laughs> month and a half of training. But he would show up at the class every day to watch uh-huh. and root people on. Or root you on, basically, root at the end. <laughs> so you made it so- through. Made it through. So, so then your first match was Stampede Wrestling. Stampede Wrestling against Kim Shaw, and like I was saying, so the night before the A Crew had that ring, and Davy Boy Smith did a blade job and bled so bad all over the canvas they couldn't use it. So they set it up, but the thing was still full of soaking blood because Stampede didn't clean nothing. Right? <laughs> yeah, and so they we wrestled with no canvas, just the matting. <laughs> 
Classic. There's the boards and then the, like the little and gym then, mat. And then the top. little gym mat full of tape on it. So keeping a class at San Diego. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And it was all dirty and gross. But I didn't give a shit because it – sorry. Yeah. I didn't care because it was my first ever match. In Stampede Wrestling. With which actual audience. Yeah. Not just like 10 of my friends who used to come to the Turbo to watch, which was actually fun too yeah. at the time. What was but. your name? Your was, Lenny St. Clair. First time, first yeah. name from Lenny St. Clair. Where did you get the St. Clair from? Um, so I got it. Someone else told me it. I remember Randy Thatcher got his name because they were driving to Stampede and they saw Thatcher Avenue. And I remember going to Stampede and there was this big sign that said St. Clair Paint Paper. So I was like, I guess that's my name. <laughs> I know. Is that weird? Yeah. So who else? A lot of people think I got it from Tony St. Clair, the British wrestler, but that's. You probably had never heard it. of him at that point in time. Unless I he, actually he was, had. Was he in Stampede? No, but I had heard of him because I used to buy every man. Like I was total mark, man. Yeah, I yeah. bought everything. It was who, awesome. who who was in the, in Stampede at that point in time when you were there? Davy Boy, Dynamite were there. Um, Muck and Sing, Gamma Sing. Owen was there, I think, a little bit. I know he was there a, a few times when I was there training stuff. He'd be there. How did those guys treat um, you? Everybody was cool except Muck and Sing. Oh, really? Yeah. What did he? Why? I mean, he was just an ass to all the to me. Really? Because you're yeah. a young guy. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, Dynamite Kid like set him straight a couple times, which was really awesome. He said what? Set him straight a couple times. Like how you mean? Like, was he, did you say he was bugging you because you had patches on your jacket? Or uh, something? well, no, because I had like a flamboyant looking jacket, and then yeah, Dynamite's like it's about time somebody's trying to be professional in here and look good. And he gave me a lot of good advice. He was. I heard a lot of bad stuff about him, but he was nothing but awesome to me. Really? He was really cool to me. So Was he the time. booker at the time? He was the booker. But he was kind of physically kind of run down at that point. He was still it? wrestling. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah, he was still in there. And then David Boy was there. David Boy was really cool. Gave me some good advice on stuff. And then Davey left. And then that's when it was just Dynamite. And then he tagged with Johnny, and they were the Bruisers instead. British Bruisers, yeah. yeah. Did you go on any of those, like... Uh, Famed road trips with Stampede. I did, I did some road trips. Yeah. So tell us about that because you hear the stories about they would get picked up at the Petra or the. So we got picked up at this hus. I think it was husky. a Husky gas 16th station. Avenue, yeah. Yep. And it was always like at four in the morning or three in the morning or mm-hmm. some god awful time. They used to drive the vans. They used to say they have to be humming, so you speed like crazy fast oh it's gotta be like it's redlining that thing the whole time and it was i was like nervous all the time because who knows what those guys have been was it doing the winter time um the first time i we went out it's kind of winter yeah, yeah it so was like winter icy and, roads yeah and, and they just like would be right on people's asses the whole way getting them to put like they're just hauling ass to get to the town and everything and it would be like scary ass because i remember driving back one time I was driving, and Mike was like, you got to drive faster, kid. And he sat up in the front with me, and he was just making me speed, like, way fast. And, I and was, that's, like, that you had to drive. Yeah. And that's how it was when you were rookie, and I was you just, had to drive. And I was just shitting my pants the whole way, because, A, I never drove that fast before, and this fan's a piece of crap, and yeah. all these dudes, I'm like, we're going to die. Well, I, I remember, too, like, when I first started with Lazansky and DeComo was... I got the the like the worst shift driving. Like someone would drive and start off and go to like you know two in the morning. Then I would get to two a.m. to like eight a.m., which is the worst because that's when the sun oh, is coming up. Totally. 
And you, that's when you really feel how tired you are when yep. you can start to see that sunlight coming through. You can barely keep your eyes open. Yeah, and that was the rookie's. And job. everyone else is supposed to keep you awake is asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember one time I was. I remember I was listening to Rust in Peace. It had just come out, and I was listening to I think Holy War or something like this. And I closed my eyes and I opened my eyes, and the song was almost done. And I was right up the ass of a semi trailer, like literally, like right. I could have touched it. And I'm yeah. like, where did the last three minutes go? Where you were in Saskatchewan, where the roads are straight, so you just <laughs> all the way drive. through, all the way through. So, so was Snapchat. Do you remember driving? I'm gonna go yeah, off please. topic for a second. Do you remember driving when we do road trips where you would sleep, but you'd be in the driver's seat, and I would steer from the passenger yeah. while you were sleeping? That was our trip. Dude. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I just gotta close my eyes for yeah, a bit. So stupid, <laughs> but we do it all, all the, the time. time. You would take over the wheel. How about the time when we were when we were driving to? Uh, to uh, San Bernardino or whatever it was, where we drove Fresno, me, you, and Como, and, and, and Lance, and my uh, 76 We got Lari. pulled over. Yeah, what happened? Remember we got pulled over? You got pulled over for speeding? Yeah. And the cop says, Man- you had Manitoba license. He goes, Manitoba, is that near New Jersey? He had no idea. <laughs> I was like, way to know your geography, man. But I was freaking out, too, because my car had that really bad transmission, and you had to drive it properly, and then I was like... <laughs> Changing the gears or what? I had to go into the car and change the gears, and I was like, and I wouldn't let anyone else drive, and finally I let Como drive, and, and he, he screwed it up, and I just flipped out. <laughs> That's my car. It's my car. The, this is all we need. <laughs> yeah, this is all we need. So when 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 oh, uh, and we remember we pull over for gas every ten minutes because the gas gauge didn't work, and we were like, we're gonna run out of gas. That's when we drove out to uh, Fresno for your, your friend's yeah. promotion. And, he had and then you guys ended up going to L.A., and I stayed. Yeah, yeah, you stayed because you yeah. were trying to run the place. And then you went to Japan right after that. Well, and that's the thing, and that's what I kind of want to get into because I, I went to Japan before you did. Yes. Through Fred Jung. Now, we must talk about We talked about a lot in the last podcast. We did Some people got mad at us. But this Dude, guy just, I got hate mail. Like people were pissed at me. <laughs> so everyone, we forgot to mention in the last podcast. We love you, and, and we think you're great. But Fred Jung, Tony Candelo, you're not definitely che- not cheap. Definitely not cheap. not cheap. Definitely not cheap. But you must have liked him at some point because you turned down WWE to work for Tony. WWF at the time, right? WWF, right. Back in the day. So I got called by Stu Hart. Calls me up in my house like that alone. Is it's huge. Crazy. Had you ever gotten a call from Stu before? Um, no. Helen, yes. Never from Stu. Why was Helen calling you? About pay for, because okay. I was wrestling there. And she what were you getting paid for your matches in Stampede? Do you remember? I think I made 75 a night. That's not bad. Not too bad. My first payoff was 30 bucks. I made 75 a night and I think 50 if I refed. <laughs> and then sometimes, so I and then I think I made fifty if I had to do ring crew. I had to do ring crew anyway. Yeah, and then sell stuff. So I okay. either had to sell merchandise, you're doing everything, referee, anything to get in. Yeah, you know, bring your bag, kid. Right, right, right. right you right, never right. know. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I get this call, and first I think it's a rib, and then the phone hangs up, and then it calls back again. He's like, "Oh, sorry, I can't so give do me the, I can't do the... a good too hard imitation, <laughs> so I'm not going to." Is this Lenny? What are you doing? My imitation is going to come out sound like a, a German, British, <laughs> Italian guy. Foreshadowing. Let hey, me, Lenny, let are you say, there? It's a Stuart. <laughs> it's a Stuart. Uh, uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> you Lenny rock? Sen, remember Lenny, Lenny Sen? Sen? Master of impersonations. <laughs> Lenny Sen always comes out like an East Indian guy. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, so he calls, and then he's like, oh, the damn cats keep stepping on the phone. 
And then he calls back again. Hold on, so the cats were there's like a hundred cats so walking. The cats around. were cutting off the his. The cats phone. would walk on his phone hey, and hang it up. And then he So finally, he calls back. I think the third time or fourth time. And then he doesn't remember what he called for. He's like, I can't. Do you remember? I was like, oh, no, Stu, because you haven't gotten past like 30 seconds of the call. Um, and, but I'm trying to be really nice. And I'm All like right. freaking out because Stu Hart's calling me four There's, there's a reason why he's calling you. Yeah. So I'm thinking he wants me to like, you know, I'm in Stampede more or something. But then it turns out he was talking with Keith. And WWF at the time had something going with Stampede. Um, kind of a connection. Yeah. Kind of a connection. And they had eight shows booked, but across Canada tour or whatever, you know, the big cities. Yeah. And they wanted me to work on their shows. WWE wanted you? WWE or did they ask Stu to send them somebody good? Asked Stu to send someone good to work against the Barbarian every night. And Stu picked you? Stu picked me. Any idea why? I have no idea. Wow. Because I have no idea because I had awesome hair. <laughs> and a jacket so, with lots of patches on I had a on jacket it. with patch, patch jacket. Yeah. I don't know. Keith said they were talking and they picked me. They said I was, uh, I guess, good. Good fire, good, good looking fire. guy. Yeah. I do what I was told. Right. I'll make a comeback. I had no problem. You know what I mean? Like I kind of did the Ron Ritchie comeback because that's where I kind of watched him. <laughs> like guy had an awesome. Famous Canadian Awesome comeback. comeback yeah. you know? Slap the mat and fire everything. up. Yeah. Great fish. Everything. Mm-hmm. So. If you guys find old stuff for him, he's great to watch. So I get this call. I mean, it's WWF. Yeah, it's, like that's it. You know, every kid wants to go there. You know, my big thing is I wanted to go to Japan because at the uh, Turbo Ed Langley Station we had Japanese posters. So I always wanted to go there. Either one, you know, right, it's right, WWF, sure. man. Right, right. And so I totally want to do it, except about four or five days before I signed a contract to go wrestle somewhere. With Tony Candelo, WFWA. WFWA. Big. Uh, Stampede, I make it 75. Tony wants to hire me for like 400 a week. Wow. Wrestling. He's going to make a star out of me. Um, so to me, in my little head, I'm thinking I have a signed contract. So I can't, re- I can't go. No one goes against contracts. Right. That's legit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's for real. Yeah. Buffalo Bill Cody, remember him? Do yeah. you remember? Yeah. He was the agent, signed me. We did the whole thing where he, I write down a number and he writes, you know, the, it was like really, to me at the time, like high end. So Stu's offered me eight matches with WWF, and I'm thinking this could be. For how much in. each? You even know? That I don't remember. Yeah. Um, all I know is just like. Eight matches with the big <clears throat> leagues. With the big leagues. Yeah. I have no, and I know I'm not winning or I'm not no, getting it You would have done it for free. I would have done it for free. Um, beat me up, whatever. Yeah. But Stu's like, it's not a squash job. You're going to get stuff because it's, you know, big shows. I don't know. As if whatever. Stu had any call over that, right? Well, who knows? You show up there and Jack Lanza says, lose in a minute. You're going to lose, gonna lose in a minute. minute. And I'm going to say, thank you, sir. <laughs> right, may I have another? <laughs> and I'll pay you for it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but I signed this contract for Tony, so I have to turn Stu down. I'm not sure who took my place. Somebody else, probably friggin' Dino Bravo, make a big. St- I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't get to go. I don't go to WWF because I feel like I owe Tony. So I go to Tony's thing. My first tour there, he rips me off, doesn't pay me, and then when I go, I have a contract. He goes, Ah, what contract? I, you have no contract with me. I go, I signed a contract, and he goes. Let me see. And I show, I show him mine. I don't like give it to him, but I show him. He goes, 
that's Cody's signature. I go, he's your agent. And he goes, no, he's not with me anymore because they split halfway through uh, the tour. So he, since they're not buddies anymore, he won't honor that The contract. contract's not valid. So it's, to him, it's not valid. So, yeah, Tony's cheap. He's an awesome promoter, and I loved it. But, yeah, he ripped me off on my first tour. Yeah, cheap, cheap, cheap. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Okay, let's talk about uh, Fred Chung. He was this uh, local charlatan. That's a good word for it. Yeah. yeah. Blozer. Bullshitter. Bullshitter. So, but how do we even get in touch with this guy? So he ran a rival company to Stampede. Like, there was another rival company, CIWF. And they used to come to the Stampede shows, and he got tracksuits made or satin jackets. Remember, they all wore the satin jackets, and they had the logo, and they used to walk around. And I, was, and I used to think, like, that's pretty cheesy. You're in another company, and you're, like, walking around watching the show. Wearing here. their gear at the other yeah. company show, yeah. So he used to have that going. And then, um, was it? Titan went after you, or did I you think go Titan was him? the first guy to go. So he had a connection with FMW in Japan, yeah. Which at the time, oh, was, through Ricky, oh, through Ricky Fuji, yeah, because he wrestled. He came over to wrestle for Stampede, and I don't know what happened. I think he had a couple matches, but I used to see him, and I talked. Actually, it was weird as because um, I went to all the shows. Um, I went and talked to him one time, and when he was just sitting in the stands. But I didn't really know. I knew he was a wrestler, but nothing major. Would, would, so I actually talked to Ricky years and years before I had met him. What'd you say to him? I think because I was with a couple other people, just like introduce myself, like introduce myself. You wrestling? Like, hey, and yeah, how long are you here? For? You know, just basic stuff. Right. Yeah. So he was a, a dude from from Japan that came and worked Stampede. Yeah. Made this alliance with. But Fred. then I think he met Fred or needed a place to stay, and then ended up wrestling for Fred's little company. Okay. Right. So Fred had this little company, and he got he got our friend. Big Titan into Japan in FMW because Ricky was there. Yep. And I actually went to one of Fred's shows before all this happened too. Like, so one time in Vulcan, I see this poster in my town that there's. And this... Vulcan's a city in Alberta, by the way. It's an yeah, actual Vulcan's city. Vulcan's a city Vulcan, like yeah. near Okotoks. Yeah. And um, so me and Ed, Ed Langley, and <laughs> someone else, I can't remember, one of the other boys, we drove to Vulcan to watch the show. And there's like 30 people in this little hall and it was free except they passed the, they passed the hat around and you put money in it if you want it that's how they paid for the show <laughs> you know just like just like Vince does and stuff. you know that's how, every, that's how it does. every major company yeah, course, does at that WrestleMania they always pass the hat pass around. the hat you put in whatever you want right, or right. take out whatever you want whichever <laughs> and that's how the show runs you know that's how you make money Duh. it's the American way yeah so I watched that show, and they came. I remember um, Ricky Fuji came out with the belt, and or I think Fred won, Fred always won the belt every night. He never lost it, but he always won it. <laughs> and Fred was like a totally skinny little kid. Skinny he, looks fat like Jay, guy. he looks like Jay Moore. He looked like Jay Moore, a but a skinnier skinny version. Fat guy. And he was yeah. called the Chaos Kid. Chaos Kid, and the belt looked like it was made from a tin can that was just cut open. 
And this is the classic story of a guy who had his own promotion just so he could put himself over and win all the time. Fred Jung and Bob, at least Bob Puppets lost once in a while. Yeah, Bob Puppets was the other promoter. He was the champion. Here's our two promoters we're for Fred Jung and Bob Puppets. Uh, These are their real names, by the way. Not made up to uh, help their identity. (laughs) (laughs) To help their identity. (laughs) So Fred had this connection in FMW. Yep. And it was much like you're talking about Ed, and we mentioned Ed on, on, the, on the, the the 25th anniversary podcast about how he had all these amazing jobs, and you said you forgot a couple I of I forgot jobs. a bunch, and I got home, and I remembered a bunch extra. Like, what else did you do? Well, I remember remember he was a uh, working in New York City, and he was a meat meat cutter, butcher or something, and he walked into a freezer, and a whole side of beef fell on him, and he got paralyzed, and he was stuck with a side of beef on him, like a cow. <laughs> Dead cow on him in a freezer for like a day. <laughs> right? Didn't freeze to death because the cow kept him warm. It's like the Tauntaun Luke Skywalker. Exactly. Exactly. It's not going to smell nice, kid, but it'll keep you warm. Yeah, so we, that's what happened. And then he was uh, one day, so he's in a bar like months later, and he's in his wheelchair. He's paralyzed from the cow, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's at a bar and he's got a drinking problem now. And this guy goes, Keeps looking at him, and Ed says he looked over, and he's like, what's your problem? And the guy's like, why are you so angry? And he goes, because I'm in this chair. And he goes, I can get you out of that chair. And within four months later, I was walking. And six months later, I was wrestling again. <laughs> what was the guy? Is he Jesus Christ He was something? some dude. Some doctor had a radical new therapy. <laughs> To get him walking, and somehow, so this guy somehow cured Ed, but forgot to cure the rest of humanity of this, and just vanished. So it was a one shot, one shot deal. He had one wish left. He had one wish. This is this is just like what you were talking about because you mentioned some of the other stories about how he he was a Boy Scout camp leader and took the kids on a trip, and the kid fell off the side of a. Had an appendix attack. Appendix attack, right. Cut it out, sewn him up with fishing lines. Ed cut it out with them. a jackknife. Yeah. Jackknife. Yeah. He landed that plane with both engines out, crash landed the plane or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Saved everybody. He was a race car driver. That race would flip, car driver. Flip the car for an extra 50 bucks. <laughs> flip his car, destroy his car for $50. <laughs> he was a landscaper in Saudi Arabia. Um, Lots of gla- uh, grass there. He Didn't he own Safeway? <laughs> Or something like that. I think he owned it, yeah. And he was like, also Mr. X. He was Mr. X, uh, wrestler, right. wrestler Mr. X. So, Texas champion. And uh, um, paralyzed by, by, paralyzed a, by a slab cow. of meat. And, and he was our trainer. He was our trainer. So he was the guy that was kind of our gateway. He was our business. mentor. He was our mentor in a lot of ways. Yeah. So Fred finally... We both still wrestle like him. He got, yeah. Fred... Fred <laughs> Fred got tightened in to Japan to FMW, yep. and then Lance and I were next. And it was it, what my point was. Ed would always tell us that we were going to Germany. Yeah, got Germany coming, to get Germany, coming, but it never happened. Everyone's going to Germany, and Fred was the same with Japan. Yeah, okay. So Fred actually, lo and behold, came through. Did it? Did it? Titan goes, Jericho and Lance go, and then right after that, you went. Yeah. Now tell us about about. But about they this. actually came to watch you guys. Oh, they sent the Remember that case? Okay, so what? I was getting disgruntled a little bit, and I remember this. So they sent that guy, the reporter slash scout, Sakai. Sakai. Yeah. So he was coming to see you guys because they said when you went over, they said you were still a little bit green. So they remember they said they wanted you to come back, wrestle on the circuit for like a year, mm-hmm. and then they were going to come back at well, they never actually said that. They We just found that out afterwards. Well, after. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wanted to have – but 
at first I thought that you were going to go back over, but then that changed into them coming to watch you. Right. Again, right? When Last Night First went for our first tour of FMW, when the tour was done, they said, we're going to bring you back six times next year, and then they didn't bring us back at all. And that's when Lance got mad, but then they sent the scout over to, to see, see. And so I wasn't wrestling, and I remember they had Randy Rudd and that Colin. Was it Colin? Was that Colin his name? Haas. Colin Haas. Colin yeah. Haas. You guys were going to do a tag team against those guys. And I remember you called me saying, hey, we're going to do this. Come and watch. And I was like, I didn't really want to do it. And you're like, come on, dude. So I went, and then Colin came in. I remember limping. He, was, he messed up his foot. And so he couldn't wrestle. And I remember you saying, can you take, can you wrestle? Like in his, and I was like, I don't have any gear. So I had to wear his. The guy was gross. I had to wear all his gear. <laughs> and it was the only thing grosser I've had to wear in my life was Dean Hart's wrestling ref shirt. Why did you have to wear that? Because one time they needed me to ref and I didn't have any, so they made me wear one of his ref outfits that's just smelled like I couldn't even describe what it, it smelled like. Yeah, and it was like it moved on its own. It was gross. <laughs> it, it, when I wore it, I felt it like moving and tingling on me. It was disgusting. <laughs> so they, they, I, I felt like I got herpes wearing it. And I don't then Colin Haas's his gear. His and then gear. also remember, I remember that show too. Jim Peterson, this other guy, local guy, he was supposed to gig with a razor blade. <laughs> And he didn't buy the right razor, but he bought a Bic razor he blade. He bought a Bic razor and just tried to break it and open. cut the razor out. <laughs> Instead of buying actual straight razors, yeah. he bought a Bic razor blade. And he wasn't the, smart. Yes, snapped the handle off. He was strong. Yeah, strong, but not smart. Hell of a yeah. mullet, too. Hell of a mullet. <laughs> he ended up going to Japan for a couple shoot companies. Oh, really? But Yeah, as far as I remember. Okay. So they so the scouts came and then you had to wrestle and then the so I went in and I remember you like saying can you wrestle I was like and I kind of didn't want to at first but then I did it mm-hmm. and then the weird thing was at the end of the night I got offered a contract at the end of the night by Sakai yeah and we didn't get shit no <laughs> you never told me that before well you trying to get- <laughs> you think I was going to be mad? I don't I know. Been. I would have been so mad. I know you. I yeah. know everybody. I know how that works. But wow. That's see, how I got it. At what the a end scoop of the night. on Talk is Jericho that we find out that you got a contract at the end of the night. What did he say? He says, we really like the way you moved in there, and uh, Onita would very much probably like wrestling you. Wow. That was about it. Which is weird because I mostly wrestled Tarzan Goto all the time, but I did wrestle Onita a bunch. So but. FMW just as a quick background, was just basically an upstart company in Japan and was, you guys know, obviously, the hardcore style of ECW. They invented it. Completely ripped off from FMW. Yeah. It was hardcore wrestling combined with martial arts, combined everything. with everything. Guys from all over the world, Korea, right. Russia, like, and they would take their, it was kind of like UFC before UFC. Yes, Except know? it was a work, but then work they also style. had but they the were chairs real. and the barbed wire and, yep. and then the, all that sort of stuff. It was so, a great idea. So you got a contract at the end of the night. The end of the night, Did I you signed sign it. Yeah. What was the contract for? Uh, the one tour. My first tour was what three weeks. Do you remember what you made on your first tour? I made eight hundred a week. I made eight hundred too, but they only gave me six hundred. I made eight hundred and I got eight hundred, and then I got to raise my second, and I won the belt on my fourth match. No, I never had a visa when I went the first time. Did I you did. Have one? Yes. You, you got eight hundred bucks and a visa. I did. Jeez. So, but you didn't have a gimmick though. So, so tell us about this whole thing. Okay. Your gimmick was huge. In so Japan. my very first, my very first picture they took um, was at the was uh, at the little next day. Uh huh. And all I, I had a blazer that I borrowed from Fred Jung, which was like three sizes too small. And I slicked my hair back and wore sunglasses because I didn't even know what I was going 
there, and that was Lenny St. Clair. I just knew Luscious Lenny wasn't going to do anything <laughs> yeah. over there. Luscious Rennie. Yeah. But that's not the kind of thing that they want. Yeah, yeah. Especially for FMW. You know? It was a very hardcore, tough so company. I went home, and I just... The one thing I've been able to... the I think with wrestling that I've been good at is I can think of good stuff. That's the truth. I have... Uh, so many good characters. Stupid mind for thinking up yeah. stuff. I was like the jester. I was kind of a joker That type was character. before Doink, too. Yeah. That was way before Like an Doink. evil... Clown yeah, evil clown. Out. Way before all that stuff. That's when that was going to be my million dollar idea. The, the jester. jester. Um, my other one was the chameleon, where I dress up and act like the other dude I'm fighting every time. Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that. Was my other one. I was going. You could have pulled that off. Yeah. yeah. So I went home and I thought, okay, I got to do something that's going to be kind of tough and kind of strange, but also where I won't really have to talk much because they're not going to understand a word I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So a big movie at the time was Silence of the Lambs. And I really liked that movie. I think everybody did. That mm-hmm. was an awesome movie. And, and you're so, right. That was about 1991 or so. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, that's really good. So I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be him. And that's where I got the Dr. Hannibal. But I didn't want to use Lecter. So I went with Luther, right? Superman and all that. Yeah. And so I was Dr. Hannibal Luther. And then on the flight over, the movie was Who's Eating Gilbert Grape? So I'm watching that. And I watched all the mannerisms that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was doing. Yeah. And... I thought, Kate, that's even better. I'm going to be like a mad killer scientist dude kind of, but who's so over the top that he's kind of reverted the other way. Mm. So I went there, and I actually didn't do really anything like from Silence of the Lambs other than look like that, but I acted more. What costume did you have? To, like, like, how do you put together that costume? Oh, so I, got, I, I bought some. I found, I can't even remember who I got them from, like a set of green overalls yeah. or coveralls. I think maybe Mo. Like a mechanic would wear. I got a mechanic. So, oh, so the, <laughs> that is another story in itself. So these are insulated because in Calgary, as people who are from there, it's freezing cold in the, in the winter. So I got these uh, coveralls that were insulated. So my first few tours, I wore green and with these insulated. Dude, I sweated my balls off every night. It was so <laughs> hot in there. I couldn't believe it. Like I would just lose weight constantly. Yeah, constantly. yeah, it was like a sweatsuit. So I had that, and then I was like, I need a mask. And um, I didn't know you could buy those masks. Those, plus like they the, were kind the mask of, over his mouth. I ended up thing. buying some of those, but they're kind of cheap. So what I did was I took a football cage, and then we, me and um, Phil German, my roommate at the time, we gimmicked gimmick some velcro and straps around it some uh took some straps off a hockey helmet and then put it out and we made it and it actually looked pretty cool yeah it was kind of like a, 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 a deluxe version of Lecter's mask totally over his mouth where he over couldn't the eat mouth. anything yeah. yeah and then i got my mom to make me a straight jacket and i took some of my goalie pads and i took the um straps off that for the for the um straight jacket and off i went <laughs> so you get to japan and once again, this is a small company, but it's really starting to get some steam. Ended up being probably the top in the top three. It was top yeah, three. It was, three. It was New Japan, Old Japan, and FMW. Yep. So w- the first night you get there, because Japanese fans believe. Totally. It's you, awesome. You know, and you talk about, like, we're not saying this is in a derogatory way, because you know, I've spent a lot of time in Japan, but you see the Godzilla movies where Godzilla comes, like, Godzilla, and they run away. That's what you were doing. Yeah. You know, but the first night in. Like, so the first night I didn't do that because yeah. I didn't know. How would you know? First night I actually got off the bus, like in my regular street clothes and my baseball hat, and I walked into the dress room and I got changed. And so I walked out and I went down the aisle and everyone was kind of freaked out. But I noticed if I went near them, 
people would kind of cringe and some would kind of run out of the way. And then I uh, did my match with Mr. Gnosuke. I think I said that right, right? Yeah, that's right. And um, so then the next night, what happened was um, I did it again, and I noticed they were getting a little bit more they were scared too. And so when I left, we were going to the hotel. I didn't shower because I was my matches later on, and so I was like, I'm going to shower at the hotel, which I did quite a, most mm. of the time. So I wore my stuff to the bus. And as I walked to the bus and my stuff, people were freaking out and running away. And then I know, and they didn't do that the day before when I was just dressed normal. And then I—that's when I realized they totally think this is a shoot. They think that it, you think this you're is a totally real. Yeah. So I used. So then I started going to the bus, waving my bag around and like just being crazy. And coming out to the ring, I started to go towards them and everything to break out of my straitjacket, and they would just run, like scatter and run. And then um, on the there was times when you were like in a tag team match. And if you were on the apron side when your partner was in the ring, all you would have to do is just look at the crowd. I would look or slide down the apron. I would side. slide like I'm going out of the ring, and literally, like the whole ringside. I don't know how many people are on the ringside would just. The and whole this is thing not an exaggeration. Gone. They would scatter like scared, like, like ants, like ah. Even the mafia. Wow. Everybody, gone. Well, let's talk about the two. Japanese uh, wrestling has a lot of mafia connections. Yes. Well, they buy the shows, I believe. If yeah, I'm yeah. Buy right. the shows, yeah. launder the money. Yeah. But you'd always be able to tell who they were. Well, they're wearing fancy gold shirts and stuff. Cosby sweaters yeah. and Cosby all that stuff. Sunglasses in the, the front. Day. So so they would run away if you saw them? Yeah. Yeah. Even even they would. And yeah. I remember the young people like, no, don't go. Don't go. But I'd go straight. I didn't care what anyone said. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they would still run. Everybody would run. So you made such an impression that you won the title in your well, fourth my third, match. Well, yeah. I noticed on the third third night I got on the bus, and everyone was on the bus, and they were chanting my name. Like, everybody outside. There's hundreds of people outside. Wow. Um, you've been there. You know how it is. Everyone greets you as you get on the bus. And then Gladiator was there, Mike Awesome, yeah. and Boulder. And they were Horace like, that's Boulder. never happened before. Like, that's they said that's never happened. So it was kind of... So they chant like, loser, yeah, loser. Yeah, everybody. There's hundreds of people. And it was crazy hmm. so then i stuck out my head out the window and like growled at everybody because i didn't ever talked the only thing i'd ever yell is like nigh or like made up words yeah and then everyone would start to cheer and stuff so and then the fourth night i walked in and i never knew who i was wrestling any night it took me a while to realize what was going on you see which guy is which yeah yeah and then yeah then i won the title that night it was really crazy was that off of Weda? yeah who was a kickboxer was a shoot kickboxer shoot yeah didn't know how to work nothing Nothing was, um, how do I say this? Not gentle. <laughs> uh, dude, it hurt the whole time in there, hurt. But yeah. How, how did, because he was one of those guys that like did not want to lose either. Mm -mm. How did, how did he, how did you beat him? I think I choked him out. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure he did not want to do that. I don't know, but he did. I also suplexed him a bunch of times, which he did not really like, but I think I kind of got some respect because I, did that stuff to him. right and a couple times when he got me i'd kick him back because i you know i can mm -hmm. kick too <laughs> my first, inside joke <laughs> my first match ever uh, in fmw was a six man and uh i think i've told this story before with lance but when we showed up in the building he was so angry like what's the matter dude we're not on the show we're not on the show and i'm like what are you talking about we're not on the show and we go look at the card i'm like no we're on the show we're in the main event he goes where it said uh kleiss and runts <laughs> Instead of Chris and Lance. I still call him Runs. Runs. Kleiss and Russ. <laughs> Kleiss and 
So uh, I was Rusa. Rusa, yeah. Rusa. And it was against Wade. It was one of the guys, and he was kicking the shit out of me. And then I remember I, I was noticed like there's no rules in FMW. I just walked in the room, I grabbed a chair, and I hit him as hard as I could in the back. And he was just kind of looking at me like, what did you do that for? Yeah. Then he gets thing. all pouty. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, he manhandled everybody. But when I went back for Onita Pro in 2000, I was way big at that point. Time because when I was wrestling at, at FMW, I was like 220. Mm-hmm. Two, my heaviest is probably 230. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back there at 270, he was so light with me and he was just <laughs> shitting his. He came in the first time he'd ever come in the dress room and like say hi and just a total difference. Different change. Oh, yeah. Because he's talk like, about uh, Onita for a bit. They mentioned Onita Pro. He was so over, dude. He was like Hulk Hogan. And 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 why was explain that? Because he was just a journeyman, basically no name, who left New Japan and then started his own company and just got over huge. Well, I thought he was supposed to be like the next Inoki, wasn't he? And didn't... I'm not sure what the, he was a junior heavyweight yeah, in New Japan, but he wasn't he was even a over, heavyweight man. So because was... he would like he would cry in the ring. He and... would at the end he would like um, be exhausted. They'd be pouring water all over him. He'd be crying. I was like, FMW live forever. Like he was just the company guy. Everything yeah. he did was to fight for that company. It's you a know? wild thing. Yeah. And then people bought it. Like he would be standing in the ring and there'd be like. Still covered in barbar. Blood. Wrapped hundreds up in Hundreds of people standing at the edge of the ring like at a punk rock concert. Yep. Putting, trying to put their hands in the ring. And he'd be sitting in the middle covered in water crying. Crying. Yep. Yeah. And. He'd pick up his tag team partners if we pinned one of them and be holding them and be crying. And if he like, was dead or something. Totally. Like he was, he had the flair for the dramatic and it worked. And then combine that with these unbelievable violent matches. Violent matches and um, crazy storylines like having that matches out in the middle of nowhere with no crowd. They had one of those. They had the floating the ring out floating in a pool. They had like all kinds, the fire ones wrapped in fire and stuff. What did you ever have any of those crazy matches? I had like barbed wire. I had thumb, the thumbtacks, and I never did fire or anything like so that. So was the barbed wire? They would take the ropes down and put barbed wire. Take up the ropes head? and then wrap it, the whole thing in barbed wire. Would they cut the barbs nope. at all? No, nope, real deal. Wow. So you get suplexed in that. You're in it. But you're lucky because you were in the coveralls at least. The worst part, yes and no, because yes, but then the coverall stick to the barbed wire, and I can't get out, and then I'd be stuck. Mm. And so I'd be stuck in barbed wire, can't move, and then the bars would just be like nailing me the whole time I'm trying to get out. So that was not fun, but whatever. It was awesome. I mean, you're young. You're just like, this is awesome. I mean, because you had a real real following in Japan as this Dr. Luther character. Yeah. Who were some of the other foreign guys that were there like over the years? Because you were there for, for, for a um, while. Mike Awesome was mm-hmm. a regular. Boulder. Mm-hmm. Um, Titan. Rick Titan. Me. Uh, Damien. Also was also known as Ultraman. Let's talk about Damien. <laughs> First he was Ultraman, and then he became Damien later. So he's like, yeah, he started as Ultraman, which is the and uh, which is the famous you know kids cartoon. Yeah, and then realized that, that gimmick stunk. So then he became Damien Six Six Six, where I guess it's some kind of Antichrist. I'm not clown. sure, but he didn't seem evil ever really. But <laughs> <laughs> what he? he was, I wrestled him quite a bit. He was very, um, he was good. He was easy. Yeah, he had some great. Uh, his, his accent was great, you know. He was great. He used to mimic Steve Gillespie all the time, which always made me bust up. What does he do? Oh, these 
Cigarettes are very expensive. Very expensive. I watch too much porno. Porno, yeah, that's it. You like porno? We say that to this day. Yeah. Hey, hey, you like porno? <laughs> that was a big thing to Gillespie. Just too much porno. Porno. But what about and what about some of the uh, like some of the uh, shooters that they brought in? They had Verchev from Japan. I know was there. Uh, Leon Spinks, who beat Muhammad Ali. What? I tagged team with Leon Spinks numerous times. Okay, hold on. How do you bring in Leon Spinks? Was he wrestling? Yeah. He would take boxes? Well, he'd box. Uh-huh. So he'd get in there with the boxing gloves and box people, and I saw him hit. Wada was tagged with some other guy, and the other dude trying to take some liberties, and Spinks, I mean, you still have that instinct. Nailed the dude so hard, teeth went everywhere. Wow. Yeah. But did you say like he had some issues in figuring out the difference between the character Dude, and you? He he would just I couldn't understand him basically. He had to come over as his manager, so his manager looked after him all the time. He was a super nice guy, but just, oh you you're all I could ever get is you're so crazy, doc crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> is this yours? And then he eat whatever food's laying around. Doesn't matter if it was whose it was, he'd just eat it. He would take it, eat it, and people come back in looking for their stuff and I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking Spinks ate it. <laughs> so he did a couple, but he didn't really get the gist of some of it. Like, Right, yeah. He, I mean, it's such a weird mix to bring in Leon Sinks, but that was kind of because FMW stood for Frontier Martial Arts, arts Wrestling. Wrestling, yeah. So it was a combination of all these things. So yep, he'd bring in everything. boxers and judo guys. And like Verchev was a, one of the bronze medal for and he judo. Was like a real big. He was like a 310 pound Russian bear, like legit. Like, like Stacy Keach. If you totally did. <laughs> Super nice guy. Yeah. Spoke almost no English, though. There's a video, I can't remember, one of their. You know how they used to do the um, compilation videos and stuff? There, there's some on there with me and him, and he, I was like 230 or 240 pounds, and he's literally throwing me around like a rag doll. So you have to go wrestle these guys? Yeah, no English. What do you do with a, a, judo, a judo guy who doesn't know how to bump? Do your best. <laughs> Stay alive. <laughs> Stay alive. That's all I did. Yep. I, I would, used to work with that guy, Katao, who was an actual Yokozuna. Oh, I remember in WAR he was there. Yeah, right? sumo yeah. grand champion who had no – he was like kind of working with Brock Lesnar, had no interest in working and just would kick you as hard as he could. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And he was about six foot Does eight. not care. 450 pounds. And what do you do? Like, what am I going to do to this guy? You know, just take it. Just take it like a man, right? Take <laughs> it. I love it, right? So, I mean, I mean, and that's that's kind of the style in Japan because it's very strong. Um, there's not a lot of communication or talking. Nope. When in doubt, hit the dude with a chair. That was always my logic too. <laughs> <laughs> that was that always worked. Yeah. The thing is, a lot of those dudes, if you hit him with a chair or hit him in the fa- kick him in the face, they don't know what to do. And they get shy. I found there was always a little bit of that, especially in FMW, because we were so young. I mean, I was 19 the first time I went. You were probably 22 or so. Yeah. And that they don't know who we are, and they're thinking, who are these? Well, they think we're stars. Oh, really? Because we got to come over there. Oh. So they think we're already like. For us, we're like bottom of the barrel. Well, we're like when they send their their young boys over here and get seasoned yeah, and go I back there. Sure. And then when they go back, they're stars. And that's kind of like, I think, like what we were doing. Well, actually, you know what we were doing is they didn't have to pay us a lot. So Right. But they think that we're like already established stars because we're from whatever circuit we're on here. Yeah. And they actually think that the you know our circuit's like huge. Yeah, they think yeah. it's like WWE, 
WCW, CIWF is all one. And like, another thing too thing. is the Calgary thing. The, the Japanese always love because Stampede like, was legendary. The Calgary kids yep. they would call us. If you're from, I'm sure Luther might not have been known from Calgary because you were. Everybody knew that's unknown. where it's from. Though. Right, right. That's what they. Everybody knew, knew that. Yeah. The, and the thing, uh, lots of stadium shows. FMW did. Did you do a lot of those they, ones? Yeah, did two or three of the stadium shows, and you did one with Kevin Uhl. Kevin Uhl, <laughs> who people still think is Lance D. Storm, and Lance is so angry about that he hates. Well, it. they look identical. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about the food over They've there been, and the culture? Um, the first time I went, Boulder helped me out. Boulder just says the first time here, just get spaghetti. Yeah. So he's just order spaghetti. So basically, that's all I ate. First two hours there, <laughs> yeah. and then as I went more, I started because I have no problem eating yeah. anything. And then I started to be more adventurous and eat whatever. I remember Boulder the first time I went. Yeah, he goes, uh, uh, <laughs> "Shit and mud." <laughs> You're gonna shit. That's what he told me. You're gonna shit mud, dude. So he said to me too. He goes, <laughs> "Enjoy that shit. It's the last solid one you're gonna have." The rest you'll be shit and mud. That's what he told me every time too. I was like, "Well, all right." This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Okay, let's talk about the, the sponsors in Japan. Um, who, who's that one sponsor? Sammy. Uh, so deal? he would. I met him my first day there because I was. I think I was with either Mike or um, Boulder, and they went to. He was kind of a sponsor of theirs, but he really liked me, or like he. They don't like me. They like my character. So all of a sudden, yeah. they wanted to become my sponsor. So a sponsor is someone who will. Take you out for dinner and um, like give you money. So basically, just give you money. Like yeah, they want to hang out with you. Yeah, they're paying to hang out with right. you. Right, it's prestigious then, for them to hang out. They're like a big shot, and for them to hang out with the crazy Doctor Luther. Yeah, it'd be like literally hanging out with Doctor Lecter. Like how cool would that be? Totally. He'd kill you. And he would take us to restaurants, and they tell all the cook chefs there, and then the chefs would be freaking like. Mm-hmm. So there, to me, it was like he was promoing me too, or whoever else was there. Sure. He's getting his money's worth by name dropping that you're totally, and there wouldn't just be me. There'd be always be a couple, but Mm -hmm. yeah, he was a crazy cat. One time, this is another story. He calls my my parents at three in the morning. I'm over there on tour. He calls them. Time difference. It's like two or three in the morning. I think Mo answers the phone, or my I can't remember. He gets my mom, but it's like, hi, this is Sammy from Tokyo calling, and they're like, why are you calling? It's three. So he calls and he goes. There's a bad plane crash in Japan, and 150 people are dead. And right away, my my mom, like everybody's like, what you know? What's the first thing you would do? Oh yeah, you're getting God. called from a guy in Japan saying there's a plane crash. There's a bunch of dead people. Yeah. So they start freaking out, and then he's like, "But Lenny is not on the plane. I just want to call and let you know." So I was like, "Why would you do that?" <laughs> so, anyways, so I almost died on a plane I was never on. <laughs> So that's Sammy in a nutshell right there. But he always wore the shades. He wore the shades. The My favorite hair. outfit he ever wore too. He wore this. Um, the, I don't know. I guess it's a sweater, but it was looked like uh, some kind of macrame doily. 
or something, you know? And the only thing that was actually solid was a little, would be like a little flower thing over his nipples, and the rest was all like see-through. And I always thought, this is crazy. And he drives in the middle of the night with sunglasses on, too. Right. Was he mafia? He was something Or Puerno? He was something. Because his wife was Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah. And the best thing was, it was a classic Owen Hart thing. Like, after Owen passed away, all these marks that wanted to be friends with me because well, you know Owen I'll be friends with you like no because he would have them drive around drive him around uh-huh. and it's the same with, with Sammy and Sylvie because they knew you and me were tight that when you weren't there he go to Sammy your shows? would come, come and hang out with me and take me out <laughs> like, I don't want to go out with you, you know, he, he always gave, buy you nice stuff though he, did, well, he gave me this really wicked um, black sequined jacket thing I, was, I thought you were going to say doily shirt <laughs> yeah, but I, I actually did chafe my nipples because it was all black but I wore it in, uh, in WCW a bunch of times oh, if you ever nice. see a picture of me with a black sequined ring jacket that was a gift from because Sammy because he would Sammy would go oh he shine he shine yeah that was yeah you shine you shine yeah that was his thing he'd always tell me after the match like oh you shine yeah 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 but sometimes I remember one time when I went for Onita Pro and I went with Twelve Rivers, <laughs> Steve Rivers, he went over as Doctor Steel. Um, like, like an offshoot of Doctor Luther, kind not Cause really because he, had... he actually looked different. So he actually painted his face white, had long hair. They wanted me to get Gillespie. I was like, I ain't getting. Gillespie. Well, let me just say, we mentioned Gillespie times. They actually, you were so popular, Doctor Luther, that they that they spun off another Doctor Luther called Doctor Hannibal. They that did. Was your so partner. Goto called me one night, yeah, three in the morning. So Goto calls me and goes. Uh, Rusa, uh, we want you to get another guy um, for you. And I didn't know what that meant. And so then they call back later and they're like basically saying they want me to get a tag team partner that looks just like me, acts like me, and gets pinned. Because they didn't want me ever getting pinned at the time. Right. So I just did all the strong stuff and then Gillespie going and get the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> It was like, yeah, that works. No, Gillespie. And then, you know. So they actually gave me, though, they wanted me to get a partner. And so I was told to by Fred Young to make a list of 10 guys I wanted. And then Fred was like, nope, nope, nope. And you were one. You were on there. <laughs> Who else is on the list? Um, Lazenby. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian Ward. Gillespie was number 10. <laughs> uh, what number was I? You were like one. <laughs> well, we actually took pictures. We did. I still have one, a double exposure oh, picture we, I have that actually looks really neat. We got to get that picture so we can post it. We post this podcast. I'll try to find that. I actually, I, I, I slicked my hair back and yeah. put the mask on. Because I had two outfits at the time. Yeah. So you wore one. And I painted eyebrows on to make me look mean. <laughs> and <then laughs> It looks awesome. <laughs> and then I also had another idea where I was going to be Master Sebastian. And I was going to be Luther's like, be like my handler. handler, and I was going to wear this long black trench coat that my dad gave me, and I was going to I was going to put my hair up in a bun and get one of those Madonna hair extension <laughs> ponytails on the top of my head that would go down. So you would have created man buns before man. Buns I would have been totally man. I would have been perfect, <laughs> Master Sebastian and Doctor Luther. Didn't happen. <laughs> it did not happen. It did not happen. Yeah, Fred vetoed it. <laughs> but Fred was still involved at that point in time. Yeah, it wasn't till. A couple, a year or two later, um, Goto called me again. Goto called me twice at my at my house. And the other time he phoned, he told me um, not to tell Fred about bookings because mm. they wanted to cut him, they, start they cutting him out. Done, yeah. But one time Fred flew himself out there uh-huh. and came on a tour with us and would go hang out in the buses. 
And this was so messed up. And I actually, to this day, feel stupid that I did this for the first couple of days. He would make all of us bow to him as we would get on or off oh the bus. Oh, my God. You did that? And I did the first oh, day. dude. Well, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's like, you got to do it because it's going to show respect for them. Right. And I see them do it all the time to each other. And I thought maybe that that will. And then I realized after a day or two... They don't give a rat's ass about the gaijing. They don't care about any of that. They don't know who he is. I know. So it was like I was like, I'm not doing that. And I, I, s- I told him I wasn't going to do it anymore. And I remember he got all like quiver lipped, you know, where it's like he's almost going to cry. <laughs> you know what he used to have? He used to get those really red cheeks, that, oh, like yeah. that nerds get, like when they get mad and like, their cheeks nerd? get flamed. <laughs> he was a total nerd. He he one time was telling us, well, you know, yeah, Titan. Uh, you know, he's in Japan, but I just got him a contract with WCW. I can oh. get you guys a contract, too. We're sitting in yeah, Denny. Denny's a... Uh, you can get everyone a contract. Right, but here's, here's the contract. He shows us this contract of uh, a color photocopy, and the top is a WCW logo that he cut from a WCW magazine. Exactly. Stuck at the top of the letter. It's like, dear Mr. Jong, we're interested in your client, Rick Titan. And then he got his girlfriend, who worked at his lawyer's office, to Xerox it all. Yeah. Yeah. And that was how do we fall for this? Stuff? He even tried to he even tried to pit you and me against each other. He always would do that shit oh. all the time. He did it with every guy. Yeah, always. And then um, I remember one time too. I was pissed off at him about something. I think about trying to get out. Everyone, he liked everybody to be in turmoil because then he would be the one that gets everyone out of it. Yeah, sure. What was your relationship with Onita? I guess he was the big boss. He, he was to pretty you cool. Um, you know, the first couple times I was there, never. Ne- wrestled him a ton of time, but never, never talked to him. And then one time, I saw him, and all he said to me was, uh, "You good?" <laughs> that was it. Mm. So I took that as all right. Well, I'm all good, right, yeah. and I got a raise right after. So I figured out, okay, that's. Did good. you? Because um, at that certain point, I got. Well, I, I, I passed your name along to bring you into WAR mm-hmm. with Tenru. Were you finished with with Onita at that point? Or well, you know what happened. Jump? was uh, I dislocated my shoulder pretty bad on one of the tours, and I kept wrestling on it, but I knew it was messed up. And um, I came home, and they wanted me to go on a tour, and I said I need to take a tour off. First time I'd ever done that. Because you were going every, every all the month, time, basically. All yeah. the time. And I was like... Every series. Um, it was, I, just, I was like I needed to heal at least a, a month or something, right? And it wasn't like me not to go, but... Mm-hmm. It was just bad. I, you, I don't, you probably remember one time you hit me on the shoulder and it popped back. Oh out. yeah, yeah. You it had was bad, the really bad Mel Gibson. Yeah, dislocated shoulder. Yeah. They used to pop it back in every night, and that mm-hmm. hurt like hell. So, anyways, and then that's when you hooked me up with Paco from Mexico. Oh, right after right. that, because all of a sudden after that month, they got pissed off at you or uh, something. They didn't get. They were like trying to make me sit for another tour because that's when they were going to go to russia and all of a sudden i was on the russia trip then all of a sudden i wasn't mm-hmm. and i was like okay they're trying to like prove, a, prove many 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 point. pissed off yeah, yeah many pissed off and then i was going to go down to mexico and i was pretty much set to go and then that's when the peso fell and so all of a sudden my pay was going to be cut in half yeah, yeah you got caught right in the middle of that Right, because you would have done good in Mexico too with that gimmick. Because Mexico's a little more cartoony, but that would have fit. Yeah, I would have been able to transform yeah. it to yeah, however exactly. I needed. Right. I wherever I, if wherever I go, I give me one day. I'm going to figure out my surroundings. I'm going to yeah. make it work. Yeah, I do that all the time. I even do truth. it to this day with everything. Right. So I was going to go to Mexico, and it was all set to go. 
And then they phoned me to come over for a tour. And then I said, I've already got a tour booked. I'm all set to go down to Mexico in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. So then I said no, and then they got mad, and then they ended up not going to Mexico either. So I basically got screwed on both. Left hold. Then there was stuff still in good standing with them. And then I went to South Africa. And the first time I went to South Africa on tour, and then they phoned me to go the day before I was going to South Africa, saying they want me to come on a tour. And I was like, I'm going to South Africa. I'm going to be gone for, I think I was gone for a month or five weeks or something. And then that was it. They were mad. They probably thought you were trying to ditch them too, right? No, dude. I would have wanted to go over all the time. Yeah. In fact, I used to tell them all the time I wanted to stay there. Mm. Like, I loved it. It was awesome. So Um, you were basically. I loved everything about Japan. So you're basically a free agent at that point. I was a free agent. Because at that point in time, I had kind of, uh, not seeing this in an egotistical way, but I'd taken over basically the gaijin booking of of WAR. Because I brought in Lance, I brought in Como, I brought in Titan, and I brought in in you. Because every every time it was a no-brainer. Like, hey, you guys interested in in Dr. Luther? Yes. Let me me talk to Tenru. Yes. That's awesome. And uh, and you came right in there. Tenry really liked beating me up every night. <laughs> All of us. What was there a lot? Of, was there any differences between War and, and FMW? Um. Yeah, I thought WAR was more wrestling. It mm-hmm. was like a wrestling company, which is true. Yeah. Um. Less. I want to say showy, but not showy in a sense of like a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Just. Um, not so cartoony, I guess. Yeah. Or, less hardcore. Yeah. Less chairs and barbed wire and that sort of there was stuff. None of that. Yeah. Um. So my character had to change, and I had to kind of wrestle more. And I couldn't do – if I tried to go – like sometimes in FW, I'd go in this thing where I'd go really in slow motion, sort of like bewildered. Mm-hmm. But the other guys would never attack me. They would let me like do my thing. If I did that in WR, they were on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they weren't giving yeah, me – yeah. they weren't playing along with the, that thing. So I kind of had to still do the crazy guy going out to the ring, crazy in the ring, but I had to wrestle and then cra- – so – it worked, but it didn't work, mm. if that makes sense. Dr. Luther was an <laughs> FMW character. It was an FMW character. Yeah, it really was. It's like staying in the WWE. That's It's not a WWE character. No. It's a yeah. WCW character. But we had fun, though. Like, I remember like uh, – Oh, we had a good time. We had a great – The like, lovely lads. Dude, lovely lads. <laughs> We love Spinal Tap, and uh, one of the things is their first band was the Lovely Lads. Well, we always said we were going to get a tag team. Yeah. We never did. That was the only time we've ever we, we had a show in Cork and Hall, and yeah. it was Jericho and Luther against whoever and ever. And we actually, I said to the ring announcer, so that fat kind of bewildered guy, introduce us as the Lovely Lads. And he's like, Lovely Lads? Yes. <laughs> what is Lovely Lads? Just do it. In this corner. Lovely Lads. <laughs> and you're... You would do like the your 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 gimmick, and I mean, I my gimmick didn't go at all. <laughs> yeah, so I, I could be like, lovely, <laughs> lovely lad, fire bad, lovely exactly. lad, good. Uh man, that was. I think I got a concussion that night too because that oh, really? dude gave me that choke slam off the top rope. That Who were we working, Mister Magoo or whatever the guy with the huge head? <laughs> Remember that big. Big, I don't remember his name. I, I know you're talking about. He, we called him Mr. Movie. That was his nickname. <laughs> and the only thing I remember about that guy is he always asked me to bring him underwear well, from the dude, States. There you go. Because <laughs> apparently they didn't have underwear well, and chewing tobacco. Used? I had to bring all the time. Japan, no real underwear. Like I'd that. go to freaking you know, Zeller's and buy a three-pack of tidy whities for nice. five bucks. And go the get only thing they him. ever asked me to bring is porno magazines and chew. Puerno? Yeah. Because you couldn't buy real. <laughs> yeah, everything is blocked out. Yeah, yeah. And chew was, was a big thing then. Oh, yeah. Huge. You remember when we went to Kentucky? Kentucky? Yeah. Oh. Okay, Kentucky? Okay. 
Is that when I ate the brains? <laughs> I ate like some yeah, kind tell, of brain. So no, hold on. You didn't eat it. <laughs> Dude, first off, we walked like eight miles to get to a Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's the first and only time I've walked like four days to get to fast food. <laughs> well, because to, to go to Japan and like to get that fast food, because you know you're eating a lot of you know uh, rice bowls and and noodles and yeah. you know if you can get some of sometimes that steak, chicken maybe chicken or, yeah. yeah but. Something like you find a McDonald's, okay McDonald's or okay Kentucky, you're like you're, yes, you're doing it. I will take that Kentucky Big Macu. Yeah, yeah. So here would never get one. never. There, but over there, getting four of them. Yeah, it's like an oasis. <laughs> so we go to Kentucky and uh, and we order our, our meals <laughs> and we're about to eat and you go, hey dude, look at, look at this. Does this look right to you? It was fried brains, dude. It was a it was a chicken breast, and underneath the breast, there was a brain. It was disturbing. It was right. It was like half chicken breast, half brain. And when we say brain, you're talking about the typical like the like, one you'd see piece in a of mind science. Iron Maiden yeah. sitting around like a brain. There's a brain. Like, this is this is your brain, and you see a brain. That was what we saw yeah. in this chicken it was breast. On, it was a half of my chicken breast. So, so I ate around. <laughs> <laughs> the brain because I was so hungry, but you took it up to the front after I ate everything, <laughs> and you showed it to the people, and they didn't care. Well, they had a meeting, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I want, <laughs> I want my money back. It says one hundred percent guarantee, one hundred percent guaranteed up your ass, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> and I'm gonna kick one hundred percent. I'm gonna kiss. <laughs> You stole my line. <laughs> uh, I got my money back. Th- did you get your money back? <laughs> yeah. Because they did have a meeting. I remember like, he, like, oh, the, yeah. like typical Japan. I could tell when the manager's eyes were like shocked. Like what the hell is this? Because as you know, in Japan, rules are rules. Yeah. Right? And Yasuki. Why ask why? Why ask why? There's I no... still use that to Yasuki, this day. Yeah. Yasuki. It fits. Why, why ask why? Yeah. Nothing makes any sense. But they actually had to have a meeting, and they're all gathered around this freaking brain. Five or six of them. Brain, all wondering what the hell looking it was. Looking at it. Yeah, <laughs> looking at it and seeing it. Do you remember we went uh, and sang karaoke uh, that one time with Titan? Oh, the, the dude, Chew High? we put on the con- – okay, let me – people, if you ever drank Chew Highs before, they catch up to you fast. Yes, and Chew High is basically sweet-flavored wine. Yeah, it tastes like you're drinking juice. Right. It's like kind of a sake, but really – like like orange way more or grape too. or strawberry, yeah. Like you get messed up, yeah, fast. Yeah, we so were all pretty drunk. We, you know, we went to the to the. We rented our own room. Yeah, we took a, a karaoke, rented our own room, and we bought a bunch of chew high end because you can buy it at, at like we a. We kept ordering it in. Store. Oh, do we? Okay, we ordered because they had a waiter that would bring stuff, and we kept calling in for more. Now the reason why I love this is because there was a book of songs, and like ninety eight percent of them are Japanese, and there's like twelve American songs. And it's like, what a wonderful world, working for the weekend. Love me tender. Love me tender. Uh, the hard day's night, you know, and yesterday. Like, you know, yesterday, and like, you know, staying alive. And we rocked those Dude, mofos. We, we did like eight sets of the same song. <laughs> oh, that was so stupid. I think we wrecked the couch. We were doing like diving off it. There was a couch in there, and we kept jumping up and down off it. Yeah, through. I remember Titan was like, Mortified the whole time. He started to loosen up later. <laughs> but we always had fun though. Like remember we went to uh Rapungi? Remember what was it? Raspberry parfait. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 
<laughs> Japanese stuff. <laughs> I remember, do you like it? Coming down. Do you like it? This way it's down. Because that kid was, we, went, we flew to Japan the one time, and the kid was behind There's us going. Kid, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? And I started doing it to you, and you're getting all pissed. He just said it for an hour on the plane. Do you like it? Do you like, do you it? like it? Do you, do you like, like it? it? Do you like it? Like and then we were walking through LAX, and I was behind you, and I kept saying it the whole way. And, you know, after a 13-hour flight, like, <laughs> Chris up. is, like, losing his mind. And so we're going to a men's room, and I literally didn't shut up. And I'm like, do you like it? Do you like it? And I'd say it in different cadences. And do you so like finally, it? Finally, we're walking in a men's room. He turns around super fast to, like, sort of punch me. And he goes, how do you like it? And he hits this old man. I let an old man go in before me, and this old guy gets hit. <laughs> And I was like, I don't think he liked it. <laughs> and that was the same day the guy's like, hey, man, you got any change? Oh, yeah. You got any spare change? Change? <laughs> oh, my gosh. We had the dumbest time, man. Do you like it? How about El Buzzo? Oh, yeah, El Buzzo. Connect. <laughs> There's, I don't think he was really with it the whole time. No, so there's a guy called Kinect. He's a famous Mexican guy. He was famous. on the tour. Because Tanner would bring in these, like, these randoms. Like He'd have his core group of like you and me and Lance and Titan, Big Titty. And, and then on this tour, okay, Kinect is coming. Who I'm not sure if he ever meant anything in Mexico, but he looked like he was high the whole time. He had these Always. big lizard eyes or half clothes. Yep. And we just ended up calling him. Uh, uh, El, oh. El Buzzo. <laughs> That became his name for all of us the whole trip. You know, I'm glad you actually told me his name because I didn't even know his real name. It was El Buzzer the whole time to me. And he oh. seemed out of it the whole trip. It was the best, though, man. The, 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 if you guys, the uh, anybody has any video of uh, lovely lads or one and only appearance. And I can also say one thing about Tenerife. It was really good to work. I caught on to his chop. Just before he hits you, you had to jump up in the air or you get it in the neck every time. Right. He would aim for your neck. So I got it to just before he hit me, I would go up on my tiptoes and he'd hit me in the chest. But the, remember his kicks when you're on the ground? They look, I always thought they looked crappy. Look like but shit. But they hurt, hurt like, like a hell. mother. Like it was the worst I've ever been kicked. Vince Vince calls it the King Kong Bunny. Whatever King Kong Bunny's real name is, Chris Parks or something. So it's, like, uh, it's like Chris Parks. That's um, uh, Abyss. But it's like whatever Bunny's real name is, Chris. It's a Chris Schwartz. W- what do you mean? It's a Chris Schwartz. Hurts like hell and looks like shit. It's King Kong Bunny's entire career. And that's and that's. <laughs> And listen, we we love King Kong Bundy. He was awesome. Yeah, great Five guy. Five count. Five count. But that was the worst. Tenor would sit there and he would start kicking you in the forehead, dude, as hard as he and could. And it looks awful. But you would have it would hurt. You it would, would have you strings, my, on, uh, uh, laces on your forehead, like, lace I, imprints. I still, you can see my scar tissue. I got a lot of scar tissue, and sometimes he'd break it open. Yeah, like he'd yeah. Be kicking me so much, it would just yeah come open. That was just part of his thing, especially when the you Yakuza know? were there. Oh, I used to hate when I see that coming in. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was the worst. Yeah, but you mentioned that you loved Japan, loved working in Japan. You've been many, many, many times, many, many times, many, many times. What was it that you liked so much about Japan? Um, dude, I I liked all the wrestling because one thing is they really respect the fans respect it, and the guys, just, the boys, all respect it. Well, my first tour, my first two tours with FMW. Um, I remember some of the guys would bring the uh, girls and the young boys and just meet me and they'd be scared because they thought I was real. Mm-hmm. Like they thought I was real. Yeah. And they're workers. Mm-hmm. But all the fans, I, I like that. And 
I don't know. The culture was always real fun, and I mean, it was the '90s too, so everything was pretty fun. And '90s, yeah. You know, so, it was a little more carefree, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. Know. But it, 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 it's funny because that was when you know we were in our, our 20s, man. Oh and, yeah. And you look back at that. You know, do, do you remember when we <laughs> we went to Rapungi and. Uh, uh, I remember Rapungi many times. We we, we I don't. I just remember the <laughs> <laughs> with the. <laughs> With the Brazilian models. <laughs> oh, dude! The story! The story! Like, almost, I was about ready to wrap it up and we got the story. The Brazilian models. What did the Brazilian models and. 88.8 Chickalots? Oh, friggin'. Um, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Well, first Was all, that the same night? Well, it might as well have been. <laughs> what happened with the Brazilian models? Well, I just remember there was these like two Brazilian models. You were so drunk outside. Remember, you're inside some bar and you're laying on the ground and you're just. <laughs> One of the drunkest I've ever seen you, and I was just laughing my ass off at you, and they're standing there, and like I'm thinking I'm all suave, and I'm like pointing at you and laughing, and literally thirty seconds later, I like threw up all over myself. <laughs> you're like, yeah, look at this guy, what an idiot, no class, and, like, and then you're like. <laughs> And then when I look up, they're gone. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, where'd, you, where'd you go, baby? And I think I was like, what did you? I played you. <laughs> but we also, we ripped one of the uh, You're naughty. Cameras. You're so naughty. You're naughty. You're a naughty security <laughs> camera. You're naughty. We, were, we did a lot of stupid so, stuff. So, so we go to the club, and we look over in the corner, and Christopher Lloyd is standing there. Okay? And you say to me, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I was talking to some chick. Okay. And he was trying to pick up chicks. Right? <laughs> right? But no one was talking to him. Well, a bunch of guys were talking to him, but he was like, Right, right. So I started talking to Doc him. Doc Brown, not over with the hot chicks. Really. Not over with the hot chicks. But then I kind of introduced him to this girl I'm talking to, and then that's how we started talking. Well, here's what I remember what you said. It's like, Oh my God, dude, look over there. It's Christopher Lloyd. See, I don't even he's remember. Gotta, he's a movie star. He's got to be rich. I'm going to pickpocket him. No. <laughs> you know what I wanted to do was get Lonnie his license. His license. Remember, I was like, "I'm gonna get my brother. Uh, uh, I'm gonna get my brother something for his birthday. I'm gonna try to get his uh, his, his driver's license." <laughs> for some reason, I thought it would be cool. Okay, well, I also to remember get Christopher Lloyd's license. driver's license. But I also remember you saying like he's a movie star. He's got to have a lot of money on him. Oh, he didn't have nothing. Well, I know, but you were like, "You're in your minds. I always got to have a million dollars on him." He's and a in license. Back to the future, right? And a license. And what Titan just kept burning him or something? Was no, 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 no. So you, so you go over. And you start talking to him, and suddenly, like, you guys become friends. Yeah, like, what were you buddies. talking about? I don't even remember, right. dude. Like, well, just, I, I remember, no, I remember him talking like he was looking for girls. I was like, dude, it's easy to find girls. You just talk to him. Like, that's what I was doing. And I was giving Christopher Lloyd dating advice. <laughs> so I'm in the back of the room, like, super jealous because I'm like, I want to talk to Christopher Lloyd. Well, every guy wanted to keep. Doing friggin' impressions. Well, I was one of them. I went up to him. <laughs> see, and I was I like, do- see, you know, okay, back then, you know, your fanboy, like, okay, I'll go up to him and, and say to him what everyone says. Hey, hey, boy, Ayatollah Rock and Roller, why DJ never ever again? Oh yeah. So I go up to him. I go, hey, Marty, eighty-eight point eight gigawatts. He goes, what? I go, eighty-eight point eight gigawatts. He goes, first of all, do you know how many times I've heard that tonight? Second of all. It's 1.21 gigawatts, you idiot. <laughs> and then he turns his back to me. Done. And so, you're basically, still looking, so basically boner killer. Boner killer. <laughs> and you're looking at me. You're like, see you later, pal. <laughs> <laughs> so I go back in the room. And then you guys leave. Oh, because I was like – because I remember talking to him. And 
one thing I, said, I did say, I was like, hey, do some Jim Ignatowski. So he did some Jim Ignatowski for me, which oh, was cool. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, so you, I, you were getting to do impressions too? Later. <laughs> but he did it. But I was like, dude, you got to call my brother right now. Because so my younger brother's an actor. Right. Lonnie's a survivor. Lonnie? Lonnie? Lonnie's a survivor. <laughs> that's me and Chris had to go move this guy's fridge one day, and that's what he said. But Lonnie's uh, in Fargo. He's in Fargo. Uh, He's in X Files. Um, maybe. What's the cowboy movie? With the train. The train. Uh, the cowboy movie. With the train. cowboy movie, and they're putting train tracks in. Oh, uh, the cowboy train. Cowboy train. I can't think of what it's called now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he's in that. He's in a brand new movie coming out. Uh, I don't know the name of it though, but I know that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about cowboys. Will Sass was in it. I know that. There's a lot of stuff. He's an actor. There's a lot of stuff right. in a play right now. Anyway, so he's an actor, or at the time, just starting out, right? Budding actor, yeah. Budding actor, so he's a waiter. And so... <laughs> <laughs> a barrister at uh, Starbucks. <laughs> so I was, I was like, you got to call my brother right now. He would be perfect in one of your... <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't... He's like, dude, you got to call my brother. So... I basically, gra- I've done this a couple times in my life that Chris has seen too. Remember that time that the guy, put, before I'll talk about when we were going to die in the car and I got that guy to drive us to my house in the middle of winter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. Um, I drag him out and I try to find a international phone because in Japan, you can only call an international yeah, phone. Yeah, in the 90s, there was no cell phones. You needed to find an international pay With phone. those cards. You we buy these buy cards, the cards from the Turkish the guys. Turkish guys. Yeah. You buy 10 for 1,000 yen. 10 for 1,000 yen. Half of them wouldn't work. But they would if you got If they yeah. did work, they're golden. Yeah. So I could not find a, could not find a phone anywhere. The only phone I can find is domestic phone. So finally, I pick up the domestic phone. I phone. I get an operator. I was like, you need to put me through overseas right now. She's like, you need a domestic, you need an international phone. I was like, this is an emergency. And I was like, I'm pretty chill most of the time, but sometimes I get to be, there's two, a couple things. To get. If I get really mad, I'll get super quiet. Yeah, right. And that usually means I'm about to fight. The Lenny smile. And, or I get like real pushy. Yeah. So at this point, I'm really pushy. I'm like, you need to put me right the F through. This I've is emergency. I've got Christopher Lloyd here. I know. Right beside me. He's, I was like, this is a call collect. Collect call. I don't care how you do it. You need to put it through. She ended up putting me through. So we're calling my brother. Domestic phone? Domestic phone. She puts me through like wow. all these different things. I, I get the call. I keep telling her there's no international phones where I am. This is it. It's life or death. And so it calls. And then that... The dickweed doesn't answer. It goes to his voicemail. So I got Christopher Lloyd here. He doesn't answer his call. Lonnie's not answering. Lonnie's not answering. He could have been booked. It. He could have been famous now. We <laughs> could, could be living off of his laurels. Right. He could have been Doc Brown Jr. We could be in his movies now. Right. So then what did Christopher Lloyd so, say? We just I love how he's up, Christopher Lloyd. Like, we're just Christopher Lloyding him. It's Christopher Lloyd. So he writes down his number and name on a piece of paper for me. I put it in my pocket. I'm like, damn it. And um, so we go back to the um, to the bar and hang out, and then that was it, right? So right. So the next day we we phoned him. Well, we were at the on, hotel we before that. We're driving to the airport, and you are green. Oh my god, girls. I'm you ready up. to puke. Well, when we used to go out, we went out hard. Oh yeah, dude. oh yeah. It's like let's go All to the, the next time. bar. Okay, drink the drink and go. Yeah, we shot Done. it every time. And. I remember I was. Was that I was eating? back when I was a pro and I could do that. <laughs> was I eating Pringles or were you? It was like uh, it wasn't me because I hate Pringles. Okay, I was eating Pringles and we're going to Rita and you're like, I gotta pull over and puke. I'm like, dude, you can't. 
It was, we're in this, your first tour. We're in like, this expensive van. And like, you can't, this is your first tour here. I'm like the Gaijing, the foreigner. Uh, Dude. You can't puke. I said, if you have to puke, puke in this. And I, I held the, it as long as I could. I gave you the Pringles jar. The Pringles jar. <laughs> the Pringles <laughs> cup that filled up real quick. <laughs> So then we get to the Narita, the Tokyo airport, and you find his phone number. Oh, I felt better, though. Oh, but you found Christopher Lloyd's phone I number. I did. And we're like, dude, Let's you got call it. You got to call it. We have an international card. There's right. an international phone. The world's our oyster. So for some reason, I think, I can't call Christopher Lloyd. They're going to know who it is, so I need to come up with some. What did I phone with, a British accent or a German <laughs> accent or something? <laughs> so I call. British German, really. <laughs> British German. So I call him like... Hello, it's Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> My German, British, Italians, yeah, Pakistanis. <laughs> the lady's like, no, he's in Japan right now. Can I take a message? So it was his number. So I ended up getting home, and I didn't get his driver's license, but I did frame the number and everything for Lonnie for his but birthday. But you did get something from him. Do you remember what it was? Mm-mm. You come over to me. You go, dude, I did it. What? I pickpocketed him. What'd you oh, get? I didn't pickpocket him. Titan didn't. Titan gave me those. What was it like a, his laundry receipt? It was a bunch of like receipts. <laughs> How did Titan pickpocket? His hands Titan, were the size of my head. Titan kept standing behind him when I was there, and Titan pickpocketed And the Titan also burnt holes all in his jacket, all down his back with the cigarette. Why? I don't know. Typical idiot asshole wrestlers, you know? So... And then another, okay, so was, you did have the dry cleaning receipt. I remember it was like you know the, the Tokyo <laughs> Nippon Hotel room twenty two twenty two signed Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> so yeah, there you go, Jimmy Towsy man. <laughs> and I don't uh, think I don't know if Lonnie ever called him. Uh, well, he just I, screwed his career. If he would have, yeah, we would he know needs, what movies he, he was in other than the Cowboy Train movie. <laughs> the Cowboy Train. Uh, last story. So one what? time we went to the Live Wire. New Year's okay? Eve. New Year's Eve. It's minus 30. Yeah. Um, like literally minus 30. Literally minus 30 Celsius. And the live bar was a heavy metal bar in Calgary. Heavy metal bar. It's the bar that we thought we would end up as old men in. We used to talk about right, it, yeah. which is actually the age we are now. Right. And, but it's closed. <laughs> but it's closed. But I remember, I remember going out that night to the live bar thinking, we're going to pick up so many chicks. Like We're looking fly. We're looking fly. And the fact but, that Kate. I thought fly <laughs> means that we weren't going to pick up chicks. Uh, and it, Kate, it's minus 30 and we're wearing... Uh, leather jackets. We're in leather jackets, jeans, cowboy and uh, high tops. Yeah. I might have had cowboy boots because I was going through a thing. So I had high tops, and basically, yeah, we're dressed for summer. Right. And we went nuts, and we uh, went and bought a bunch of sugar and poured it in people's gas tanks. We bought... Um, which is really bad, but we, that in the classic Archie Bunker fashion, it comes back to haunt us later. And we bought... We went to a hotel party. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we just walked into somebody's room. We just walked into a hotel and found a party. But we were looking for girls. Like, oh, we're going to we find girls. We were looking for girls. Found, found none. So, in, in, you know, classic, you know. And, and here you are, the guy that helped Christopher Lloyd pick up chicks. I'm helping you. you. Well, not really. <laughs> I helped Christopher Lloyd. Now I'm helping Chris Jericho. <laughs> Could have helped us better. <laughs> well, I thought being fly at the bar would have done it. <laughs> so we start. So we go to the live wire. Remember, uh, uh, 
I can't remember who we went there. Who's that old guy that we used to see all there all the time now? Now I forget. Anyway, I don't remember. Um, so that's why we were like, we're going to end up here our whole lives. Yeah, like we're going to be sitting in the corner of this bar like 25 years from now, which is now. Yeah, which is going, now. Going, hey, we used to be wrestlers. With all eh? the young chicks right, around. Right, right. Like, just gather yeah. around us. And they, this closed now, so we couldn't do that. Oh, so we can't do it. But it was an awesome place. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, It was awesome. Great place. So anyways, we leave. We go. Yeah, we went to this hotel party. And I don't even remember that. Oh, it was dumb. We were stupid. Remember they called us the surfer dudes. It was like, ended up being a bunch of cowboys. And then I was like, hey, the surfer dudes. I was like, what about us look surfer? <laughs> You're right. Exactly. With the fact, our lack of cowboy hats, probably. I, I you can't wear no cowboy hats. because we surfer. both had long hair. Yeah, exactly. That's what so we were surfer dudes. So we're driving back to driving where you back. live, which is way outside of Calgary. It's on a farm outside. And we probably, I mean, once again, stupid idiot dummies probably drinking. Probably, oh, we probably, shouldn't have been driving. Yeah, not should be driving. We should. And I had this and it's old. three in the morning. Yeah, and I had this 85 Mazda. Or was it my Ram? I had it was a, se- a truck. 78 yeah. Ram that I bought from Tyler Palco's it dad. Was a truck. Yeah. And we're driving. It's three in the morning. It's There's a blizzard. Literal there's blizzard. Literal blizzard. There's snow. Like, to get to my farm. And you, you live in a farm, right? Couldn't even really get Old there. Blue Farmhouse. Old Blue Farmhouse. Did a lot of recording there. Yeah. Then um, we couldn't even drive him there. So we, what happened? We rented a gas or your truck Basically, just stopped. my truck, I don't think we rented a gas. I think my truck just stopped. Like, it was overheated. On a secondary road. We weren't even on the highway There's anymore. nothing. It's a back road in the middle of nowhere. At 3 in the morning. At 3 in the morning. Cause I remember because the car still ran. Yeah. So for oh, some reason. Yeah, because we were listening to Anthrax. We were like, if we're going to die tonight, we're going to die listening to Anthrax. Anthrax, Sound of White Noise, the album. That's what we were we going to do. Right. I remember that, too. If we're going to die, we're listening to Anthrax, yep. and we're going to die to Thrax. So if anyone from Anthrax is listening, dude. I'll tell you, Charlie and Frankie and Scott. We were going all the way with yeah, you we guys. Yeah, we were going to die with the Thrax. Yeah. But for some reason, my car, like, when it got too cold, it would just stop. Something happened, and we're stopped on the side of the road. Middle of nowhere. And we're like, yeah. And, and There's no, not a house around. Yeah, it, yes, Nothing. exactly. It's like the hateful eight. You have to, you have to put a line to, to know where we are. Like, you can't, you have to put a piece of string to the door. Like, you can't find us. And we are there for like an hour, probably freezing, and no, nothing. Not and, a car. And the gas gauge nothing. getting slower. Oh, yeah. And, and we're freezing. You're just freezing, you know, because yeah. the thing's not even blowing hot air at this point because it's not moving. That's yeah, right. It's blowing cold air. You know, so we're literally freezing. Like, I thought we were going to die. I was not uh, thinking our future was looking so bright that we had to wear shades. No, Ten bucks, three, <laughs> represent, yo. But what happened? And then we saw, I saw headlights. Oh, that's, yeah. So, got out and flagged this dude. Like, you got us in the middle of the road. Like, hey, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, well, we were parked in the middle of the road. Kind okay, of, yeah. right? And so he stopped, and he was going the other direction. Yeah. That's how we him saw him. He had a girl. Him and a girl. There's two of them. And, I was and like, for him to even stop for us. I know. Like, that's a good guy because we look like lunatics. Well, yeah. We're wearing right. nothing in the yeah. middle of like a friggin' long hair, snowstorm. Leather jacket. Like, Four the cliched, heavy metal. Out there. You know, yeah. Making a murderer, you know. And... So we get this car. He drives us up to this other, like a third dairy road. I live like third and dairy like, road. Because you go highway, secondary road, and then like a gravel road. Yeah. So he drives and he wants to drop us off, but that's still a couple miles. From and I'm the like, house. it's okay. That's okay. Thank you, man. Like, nope, we, can we can make, make it from it. here. And it's all tons of snow. I don't even know if he can even barely drive in it. I'm like, no, you can do it. No, you were like, no, you're going to drive us. Oh, all yeah. Way. I was being belligerent at that And I was point. like, no, no, we're He's like, no. You're going to drive us all the way. And that Lenny smile. We're like, this guy's thinking, oh, my God, now he's going to take us and kill us. I'm about to kill him. Right. 
and he drove us all the way to your house. I think you, I think you got to our dr- your driveway, and you went, no, pull in the driveway. <laughs> I did. Because the driveway is like, I don't know. It's a, a long block. way. There's it's, a block. It's like a far driveway. Like he, The fact he could find his way out of there by himself. I don't even know if he could. This he is probably pre-GPS. Ended up dying. Yeah, he might. <laughs> probably ended up dying on the way out, but by that time, we're already asleep. <laughs> and I was like, no, he can pull us in. Yeah, pull us I right in. drive us right to pull base us of my right front in. <laughs> I remember you kept saying sorry. So I was an asshole. So, dude, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. We apologize. You right, right. Yeah. You, exactly. uh, if you're you, still alive. You totally saved us, man. <laughs> man. You just, New remember Year's the Eve other time? 1993. Didn't, didn't we get your car stuck one time? Or Palco's? One time you got stuck and we went in and Ajax was like, I ain't helping. Yeah, right in front of your house. And, and your brother came out. Your brother, who was sleeping, just refused to help us, Ajax. <laughs> and then Lonnie, the actor, the survivor, who weighed about a, a buck. Maybe. <laughs> it was he, like eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he came out he and came helped. Out and helped push us But we out. couldn't even get out. Yeah, Remember, we, uh, I just left Big the Chunk of Love had to come and tow you out the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that was a guy, by the way, Big Chunk of Love. <laughs> I love high school. Like, hey, hey, big, big chunk of love. Can you go help us out? Yeah, I'll be there. He had to help us out, man. He was awesome, though. Oh, good, good. He uh, showed up and he pulled you out. <laughs> uh, last question: uh, What What is your favorite match in those uh, uh, Japan FMWWAR years? Um, or a couple of them that stand out. A couple of them that stand out. Well, my least favorite was when I lost the belt to Wade. I can tell you that because he beat the crap out of me. I thought my leg was broken. Couldn't really. Breathe. He took his revenge. Well, what happened was that we go because when you wrestle, whenever you wrestle him, it's rounds for some reason. Sometimes, like so, karate rules or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So in this, and whenever they had some kind of thing where um, this match, because the first time, every time I wrestled before, it was always like wrestling rules, and this one was like kick bison rules or mm-hmm. something. I don't even know. But every time I took him down to the ground to wrestle him, I had to break. Oh, really? I, Just like UFC or something? I had 10 seconds I had to break. Really? So what happened was I had him in, I think, like a full Nelson. Like I was actually the first round. I did really well. And then he gave me an elbow. And like he doesn't pull anything. He got me right in the – he knocked the wind out of me. Mm-hmm. And you've had the wind knocked out of you. It takes you forever to get it back. It's the worst feeling. Like you're out. Yeah. So basically – and he – so then I come out for the third round and he's just kicking me, kicking me. So all I can do is like lift, like defend with my leg. Like, so my leg's just getting hit cause I can't breathe. And so I'm then four rounds of that. And then finally I was just like, just pin me. I wasn't getting back. I wasn't coming up. <laughs> they wanted me to go long. I was like, dude, I can't even walk. So the next day my leg was so yeah. going to the airport. I couldn't even walk. I thought it was broken. Yeah. Worst match. Plus it probably didn't even look good. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like the King Kong Bundy. It was an awful match. Right. It was what awful. were the best one, though? Best ones, uh, a lot of the, the barbed wire matches with Onita was good. I liked um, the very- Single matches or? Uh, tags. tags. I never wrestled him single, always right. tags. That was hard to get him in a single match. Um, I had Goto a couple times in singles that were actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Goto was actually very good. Tarzan Goto. Yeah, Tarzan Goto was pretty good. Um, I think he was underrated a little bit. Like, he was I, good. I agree. And it's funny, too, like a uh, very tough- Crazy looking guy. Who talk like oh, yeah. this? Talk so soft. Nice to see you. Oh, hello, Russo. You you want more drinks? So you give me like the uh, Pacari sweats. <laughs> yeah, Pacari sweats. Which is an bathroom. energy drink there. Yeah, Pacari sweat. Drink. Yeah. But he'd be all super and then like bow and be all super nice. And I was like, whoa. All right. I saw him once. Uh, we had a match and uh, he was walking back to the dressing room and some fan like slapped his back. He turned around and punched the fan in the face. Oh, yeah. That's Tough. it. Like, psh- 
And no, no, no sue, no getting sued, no nope. charges. You're allowed. To, I saw the young girls beat dudes up all the time. Oh yeah, because definitely had a lot of young girls, right? Yeah, yep. like young girls, and we're saying that like young boys, like rookies. Yep. Yeah, young boys, young girls. But the young girls were vicious. Yeah, like tough. the young guys would grab them. Like when I was there, uh, I boosted Zaki was a young boy. Yeah. yeah, and you know they would grab guys and escort them out, but the girls would kick the shit out of them. It was awesome. I loved <laughs> Gotta it. Love Japan, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I had uh, um, they had the World Tag Team Championships, and we had a match with Boulder and and uh, Awesome that was really good. In Gillespie, yeah, in Osaka, I remember that to this day. The place was packed, sold out, and it was like big halls too. Really good, yeah. Um, almost all my matches with Izaki were awesome. He was a great. Performer, uh, I man. wrestled him singles my first two tours, like almost every, like all the time. Mm. Um, they put me in with him all the time, and I would always get in trouble for giving him too much. Really? Because he was awesome. And I'd be like, I'd try to tell him, like, he's good. And then they'd always go, like, no, he's a young boy. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude's awesome. Being, he ended up being the top star in the company. I was like, if he was in Calgary, he'd be, like, the yeah. champion right now. Right, what are you right, talking right. about? Guy's but, great. But he did end up being the top star in the company. He was. Yeah. Well, he, that's another thing. He went, he had to go to Mexico and then came back and right, was a right, star. Right. Yeah. Those are good. Um, yeah, I went to IW Japan, too. Right. I was there for... For a while, that's when the first time I really talked to Goto a lot because the kayfabe wasn't as much there. Because mm, he went there too, yeah. Yeah, he was there at that time. I have a question for you. Ooh, yes. In the '80s, who was your favorite WWF guy? Uh Steamboat. Ah, uh, Hogan too. I was a Hogan guy. Hogan, Steamboat, and Shawn Michaels were my favorites. But my favorite three was Hogan. Oh, sorry, was my, Shawn Michaels there in the '80s? Or the, the late '80s with okay. the Rockers. Was that 80s? Yeah, like 88. Yeah, 88 or so. Oh, okay. But I loved, my favorite three was Sean, Ricky, Steamboat, and Owen Hart. Those are my oh, three yeah. guys that I was like, but, and then I'd throw in Hogan too. Like I just, I thought he was great. Nice. So you? Uh, I loved Brutus Beefcake. What? No one ever has said that. Dude, that was my favorite guy. Where do you think Luscious Lenny came from? Oh, with the, yeah, because you had the. I totally did a Brutus Beefcake. Yeah, you had the tiger stripe yeah. stuff, yeah. Loved Brutus Beefcake. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a huge mark for him. No one else was. I loved Mr. Wonderful. Mm. Um, thought he was, he was awesome. awesome. Um, not And not, obviously, huge as heck, but not very tall. Like, about my height. And like for him to get that far in the 80s, was working against time. Hogan to show how good he, he, good yeah. he was. Yeah. Piper. Yeah, another guy, same thing. Loved Piper. Yeah. Of course, Brett. Yeah. Loved Bret Hart all the time. The Hart Foundation to me was awesome. And British Bulldogs, both of those. I mean. And the fact they're both nice to you too. Dynamite. Well, even before, like Dynamite yeah. and Davey were yeah. awesome. I, yeah. From Stampy Wrestling, I loved them. Yeah. And then when they went there, they're just even better. Yeah. You know. But yeah, those guys. British Beefcake, man. <laughs> Do you like it? Coming down. Do you like it? You're a clown. Do you like it? <laughs> you remember, man. The only one I remember is uh, the uh, the the um, what was it? Parfait. Oh, she will raspberry parfait. Kind, kind that, that you find at the second hand store. Was it second hand or Japanese store? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, because we bought, we bought a raspberry parfait. It was a raspberry parfait. <laughs> Where do we go? Because we, we went somewhere in there. He kept giving us those. Raspberry parfaits. <laughs> yeah. The kind that you find at a Japanese store. Yeah. And that became our friggin' tour song. <laughs> hey, man, you got some change? <laughs>
Thanks again to Dr. Luther Lenny St. Clair. Couldn't stop laughing uh, the first time he came on the podcast for the Jericho 25th anniversary special episode. And I can't stop laughing now. Uh, follow him on the Twitter at Rasselin Doc, R-A-S-S-E-L-I-N Doc. Uh, great guy. And uh, you're going to be hearing a lot of things from Lenny St. Clair upcoming. Trust me. Thanks for him for being here. And thanks to you guys for supporting all the great sponsors on this show. And, of course, that includes Amazon, the original gangsta, the OG of Talk is Jericho, the OG sponsor of Talk is Jericho. Go to podcastone.com, click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. All the Amazon links are there from the USA, the UK, the Canada. Hey, remember, if you buy anything on Amazon, uh, Amazon will kick back uh, some cash to cover production costs on this show. Um, remember, and if you buy something, I want you to post it on the Twitter, at Talk is Jericho. I will retweet it, and I will follow you. So do that. I don't care if you buy shoelace. Post it on the uh, on the Twitter, and I will take care of you. And remember, go to podcastone.com, click on the Killer Deals button in the right top corner of the page, then hit that Talk is Jericho button, and you'll see all the rest of my sponsors, DDP Yoga and the DDP Yoga Now app. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho to get three free months of the DDP Yoga Now app. Then go to plated.com slash Jericho and get a free dinner for two with your first box. Some tasty vittles there. True Car is there. It really works. Uber is there. Drive with Uber makes extra cash. Uh, thank you for supporting. Thank you for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. And uh, it's been a great week. Lots of great shows. Lots of fun stuff coming up. And also, uh, this uh, next Wednesday, uh, I am flying to Vegas Tomorrow, uh, as a guest of the Scorpions. Yeah, that's right. The Scorpions are going to fly me to Vegas to do Talk is Jericho. That's how big Talk is Jericho is coming. So next Wednesday, one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, straight from Germany, the Scorpions will be here. Super excited about it. Have a great weekend, and I can't wait to tell you all about mine next Wednesday. Stay hard, stay cool, peace, love, and hugs, and a big yeah, boy, rock you like a hurricane. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.